I know all of this too. No, ma'am. All very undignified. Mr. Einstein's changed his mind again? Ma'am, uh, the Soviets and their H-bomb. Yes, but I've heard he's also a very sick man. Any privately tutored equivalents thereof, perhaps? Because I, I would have thought you'd think twice before throwing stones. What's that supposed to mean? I hardly see you blazing a trail in that department. What about that tree? It's blocking all the light. You have my permission to extend that to the flu. It's loud. But younger, sycophantic supplicants. What you've just told me is far more important. A good dressing down from Nanny is what they most want in You have prevented me from doing my duty. Which feels like a betrayal, not just of the covenant of trust between us and the institutions that we both represent, but of our own personal relationship. And therefore, I have discharged my duty to your father. Or she could get on her knees. Pod Save the Queens, a weekly podcast that covers one episode of The Crown each week, hosted by Reagan Fox, a professor of communication at California State University, Long Beach. He is also a performer. Since 2005, Reagan has produced a podcast titled Fox and the City. Madge Weinstein, internet personality who maintains Yeast Radio, which has developed a cult following and was among the 50 most subscribed to podcasts, and Deborah Wilkerson, a 68-year-old woman, allegedly, from Texas with a big heart and an even bigger body. She enjoys watching walking on the beach videos and warm buffets. One, two, three. Debbie. <laughs> Last week on a very special episode of Pod Save the Queen. <laughs> Amy has Joey Buttafuoco finger her while she's on the phone with the Queen, which I, I was saw very that. What was that about? That was, that was not nice for the the Queen. That was, was very <laughs> bothersome to me. See, I grew up in a family where nobody gets divorced until like this year when my whore cousin, can you edit that out? <laughs> my whore oh, cousin. Oh, so funny. Do divorced. I really have to edit it yeah, out? Yeah, edit it out. No. But anyway, my whore cousin is the first person <laughs> in our whole extended family to get divorced. This is what would have to happen for Harry to become king. So the queen dies, <laughs> then Charles dies. <laughs> Then the whole family's in a car wreck. Then, then uh, what's his name? Uh, the first son, William, of Charles. and his yeah. whole family the get blind. William in a car dies. Crash. Then William's sons die, yeah. or, or not just sons, and but daughter. daughters and any offspring. Did you notice that between the brothers? Most time, the brothers' what? nipples. The nipples are different. Look, look at pictures of Harry and uh, the blonde. Their nipples are different. You're a sick bitch. Hello, and welcome back to another warm episode. I don't know what would make an episode warm of Pod Piss. Save the Queens. I'm joined today with my gentle, fair princesses, ladies, duchesses. 
of York, of pork, my duchesses of pork, (laughs) (laughs) Madge Weinstein and Deborah Wilkerson. How are you girls doing? Usually you introduce us one at a time, but this time you introduced us together, so I guess we're not as important. How are we doing, Debbie? Uh, wonderful. Just sitting over here having vaccine fantasies and being very jealous about everybody that gets theirs before me. Well, I have an odor. What kind of odor? Where is it a emanating from? My underarms because I'm wearing this purple. I like this sort of, I don't know, if it's, is it lavender? Is yeah. it pink? Oh, but I like this shirt, but I, uh, I unfortunately haven't washed it. I, I like it, but I don't like it enough to wash it. And as a result, I have an odor. Uh, yeah. Now, Madge, do you wear a lot of that pink? That I think it's Victoria's Secret. You know that pink, the pink sweats, and it says pink. They're all in the color pink, but then there's also text that says pink to yeah. let everybody know how pink it is. And they've got Only a body spray. Yeah. Only when I self-promote on the View. Uh, and I also put on my extra large uh, fake breasts when I yeah. do that because, you know, I'm a mastectomy survivor. Or if I'm having a fibro flare up, then I'll wear lots of purple. Unless she's wearing Masonic jackets or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Whoopi Goldberg just got in a lot of trouble for wearing sure. a Freemason's jacket. What are because the Freemasons? It's okay. like, um, it's just a society people can join. So it's basically, listen, from my experience, it's girls that couldn't make it to college to join a fraternity. <laughs> that they join that. I'm sorry to the girls that are listening if you're in that, but it's kind of true. You know it. But yeah. But apparently, it's it's, I listen to this podcast. It's on YouTube, and she has really crappy audio. Madge cannot stand it because it's really bad. It. Like, well, she played a clip from The View using her iPhone, and I'm like, no, I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to do that. But she has a lot of followers, and she said it's just a white girl thing. She said it's nothing. It's like it always is. It's a bunch of white people causing issues in the black community. No, a lot of black people are in that too. No, no, no. Yeah, but the the black ones aren't saying anything about it. Oh, it's the I see. white girls. Well, that's nice. I mean, that's I'm. We should just be glad that we have so little problems going on in the world that this is what <laughs> yeah, you know the zeitgeist is about. I agree. I agree. I read somewhere maybe the Republicans in the Senate would take the insurrection more seriously if Donald Trump had called upon his followers to go to the Capitol. And he was wearing a tan suit when he did it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or Melania, you know, went with. I don't know. Or if he drunk a beer. Or, wore a jacket that said, I do not care about insurrection, do you? What well, is she doing now? Do, do we cares? have any idea? Honey, it's only been a week. What do you think? <laughs> she, she, she has invented a new... Car, yeah, oh, wonderful, good for her. Is she is she part of the car? I'm not talking about Melania. Shit's over. Oh, that's good. That's good. And so let's move on to our episode. Enough with that idle chit chat. It's mm-hmm. time to begin the episode. Mm-hmm. Season one, episode seven: Scientia Potentia Est. In August 1953, after discovering that the Soviet Union has tested their first thermonuclear weapon. Oh, I said nuclear wrong. I said it, I said it nuclear. Hold on. Has tested their first nuclear 
thermonuclear weapon. Churchill urges an international summit with American President Eisenhower. At the last minute, Churchill suffers a stroke which inhibits his ability to govern and prompts Lord Salisbury to keep his <laughs> ailment secret. Meanwhile, Elizabeth chooses to replace the retiring Tommy with senior deputy Michael Adeen, after Tommy strongly disapproves of her preferred choice of Martin. Realizing that she did not receive a proper education growing up as a princess, she engages a private tutor to improve her studies, which helps her gain the courage to dress down both Churchill and Salisbury after Colville accidentally reveals their deception. And now... It's time for tea. Tea time. I well, loved this episode. I liked it. It was much ado about nothing, but I enjoyed it. I the 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 recap you read is interesting because to me it wasn't like I mean the I think she retained this professor to educate her, but what she really found is that she was educated properly because she was educated about what she needed to know and she she has a had a better a good understanding of her job or her role and that's why she was able to give him a dressing down because when she dressed him down it was all about the stuff she had learned from her little red notebook you know she said this is your job this is my job you're doing it wrong you're fucking up the country bitch i thought that was kind of to me that was the moral of the story like you think you got a bad education you blame it on your mother meanwhile you're a horrible mother watching your kids play with a bunch of nannies and red suits i totally agree but i I, you know what i think is she just doesn't have confidence and she finally got that confidence in this episode and that's what it was it was discovering her truth we began in muppet babies mode with young q perplexed by a math problem This, of course, is a metaphor. The production team loves a metaphor. And to riff on what Madge said, there's a little bit of truth on both sides of things, right? She's insecure because she doesn't know everything. And she certainly doesn't know a lot of pertinent information to engage with other world leaders like Eisenhower. However, a lot of what she is dealing with in terms of insecurity is imposter syndrome, which is what we all feel. Right. Just because you don't know everything doesn't mean you know nothing. And and she has been trained, as Madge said, in important ways. I see this happen a lot in graduate school where graduate students will go into a seminar and there are some people who know a lot about whatever the topic is that day. And then the people who don't know about that specific thing feel like, oh, what am I doing here? I shouldn't be in graduate school. I don't know anything. So we all have to strike this balance between feeling confident with the things that we know about, but also being confident when we don't know something and seeking help, which is precisely what she does. What was the blackbird about when she was talking about the efficient and the dignified? I think that was in the flashback. There was a big blackbird staring at her ass. And I know we've talked about bird symbolism before. Is there something related yes. to wisdom that um, is that the bird from the Game of Thrones? Yeah, what it's the, the fuck boy in the wheelchair is viewing everything through the crow's eye. So that was a Game of Thrones like wormhole. Yeah, I think it's the same universe, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> because the little boy that's in the wheelchair was viewing to see what she was doing to make sure she's coming up. So she's he ready was, when the He was pushed out of the comes. castle? Yeah, for watching uh-huh. the mom fuck the brother. So Philip pushed him out of the castle. That makes sense, <laughs> yeah. actually. 
Totally uh, makes sense. You know, I will say about her and her issues with her self-confidence. She, you know, they do things a little bit different over there in England. And I think for her to compare herself to Eisenhower to say she doesn't feel like she understands enough of of everything that's going on in the world. Well, that's not her job in a sense. And I think that's what she realizes when she talks to her. Was it Professor Honk? Is that his name? <laughs> Professor Honk Honk? He, wasn't he an alcoholic? Yes, wasn't he, like, he was nervous. <laughs> he was very nervous. And then I think they, yeah. she didn't really put up the bullshit with him. And so they became sort of friends. But I still yeah. say, Reagan, I don't, you didn't come, you didn't comment on this, but that was a wig on that child. I don't care. On Elizabeth? Yes, the ch- I don't think that was that child's hair. Well, you're so- acting like the little girl was wearing a scheidel, one of those awful Orthodox yeah, Jewish wigs that <laughs> women wear. But no, it, I mean, okay, she Taking was wearing a, a wig. It's a television it series. Was a, no, no, she was wearing like Lady Bunny wig. It was like half of Lady her Bunny body Bunny wears height like was three wig. wigs. It was strange. She was wearing a merkin. I know it. We cut to an H-bomb and a mushroom cloud resembling Donald Trump's penis under a magnifying glass exploding. And then we quickly cut to Q and Cookie drinking tea and talking about Einstein. Who? Einstein. Who? Q wonders (laughs) why she didn't learn more about science and philosophy. And then Cookie says... You learned when to keep your mouth shut. That made me cringe. It did. As somebody who teaches gender, I hated it. But I also have to remember that people are products of their time. And for Cookie's generation, women really need to know when to speak and when to keep quiet. And I'm just so glad that we have evolved so far past that. Have we? So I want to... This might... What well, I'm hold on, in has, Debbie, just because yeah. people constantly tell you to shut up doesn't mean that women can't have a voice exactly. in politics. Okay. Right. my point. So I was just interested in something that's com- probably not even relevant, which is what was it that Einstein changed his mind about at the time? Was it the bomb? I think. Well, yeah. the big news well, has mm-hmm. nothing to do with the possible end of the world because there's <laughs> bigger news. The more right. nothing something is, in Oops. Buckingham Palace, the more of an event it is. And, and it outshadows dropping the H-bomb. Tommy, our fine queen, our queen mother is, our true queen mother is retiring. He's been to move to Palm Springs and take so many loads, honey. Q has to make a RuPaul decision. Which of these two queens standing before me will take Tommy's place? The old pageant queen coco montrese are they young goth horror queen sharon needles well did they it's easy if one of them was asian if the asians always go first on rupaul if if the one of them was asian they could just drop that one but they're they, both guess, white they're both white <sighs> damn it i know is one that i like less charismatic on camera because those usually go first too the ones that don't talk much in their little bitch you know, in their little, what do you call it, in the room? Well, the, the, the older one was definitely, I thought, the sassier queen. He was the one with the chip on his shoulder. I was not, um, I was not too impressed with the younger queen. But this, this episode to me was all <laughs> about old versus young. And we see and multiple tradition, tradition versus, yeah. yeah tradition totally. versus mm-hmm. modernity. And they choose to animate that metaphor through this big choice that Q right. has to take. 
Roger Ailes discusses his worries about relations with Russia. Madge loved it when Roger Ailes spit <coughs> and drama coughed <coughs> in that hanky. Didn't Madge? Of course. Oh, she did. I knew that would get you off. Does Roger Ailes have COVID? What is going on that here? That was a lung. <coughs> It was. It was. It was <coughs> I mean, he, he he can't even <coughs> cough subtly. Everything is over the top. <coughs> Roger thinks America is too young to take the lead on Russian affairs. Ah, again, this episode is all about young versus old, Reagan versus Madge, all about Eve, showgirls. That's what this episode is. So this other queen. The foreign secretary, I forget his name, but he was like, what the fuck was he shooting up on the plane? Oh, well, I have a, a name for him, and this is not debatable. I'm glad that you bring this up. Courtney Love? Oh, yes, thank so you. We yeah. all had the same thoughts. <laughs> of, course, of course. I said, by default, we're naming her Courtney Love. This Courtney. name is not up for debate. She shot up there. so hard that his injection hole started bleeding period blood through her shirt oh. i wrote uh courtney love shoot up on the plane oh my god there's all so fucking sick in her government injecting heart meds in secret lol and when she did that little I, look over the corner i fell out i love the uh the what the u.s state department guy said <laughs> he said it's a sad metaphor for what was once the most powerful country on earth so true <laughs> I mean, How what the would they tables say today? Turned, though. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, now we're great. We're so uh, great. Now. Just a just a little bit of historical context because I've written a bit about the Eisenhower administration in relation to LGBTQ history, and so Eisenhower signed in one of his executive orders because right now executive orders are all in the news, and mm-hmm. through an executive order, Eisenhower banned sexual minorities from federal employment. And one of the people most responsible for having homosexuality removed from the American Psychiatric Association's Diagnostic and Statistical Manual is a guy named Frank Kameni. And Frank Kameni was a federal employee, and I I believe he was a astronomer, and he was walking through, he's gay, he was walking through Lafayette Park in the, I think, the early 50s. Um, That was a popular cruising area in D.C. for gay people. He got arrested, and as a result, he lost his job and dedicated the rest of his life to LGBTQ activism. He is one of the founders of the earliest homophile, homophile movements in the United States, which is the Madison Society. And he and Barbara Giddings, who was a pioneering lesbian, um, were the ones who went to the APA year after year until they finally removed homosexuality from its sickness book in 1973. So I thought that would just be- But the- she also, Barbara Bel Geddes also started in Dallas. Wasn't she the matriarch? <laughs> Barbara Giddings, mm. honey. Giddings. Oh. Oh. You should know this as a lesbian. They're the ones that created the coalition. It's fight and greed. Okay. But I just thought that that would be um, important to mention. And part of the executive order lumped homosexuality in with communism. 
And mm-hmm. many of the early homophile what? movements, yeah, many of the early homophile huh. movements in the United States were also coded as communist organizations. So it added an additional layer of defiance. Was there any truth to it or was it all just bogus? There, there were uh, Marxists who were sexual mm. minorities. And because, you know, you imagine if you are a sexual yeah. minority, you have a lot of radical standpoints in the way that you right. understand the world. But, I mean... Doesn't the right wing love to just group people together? I look at like socialists right now. Right. Like they love doing that kind of stuff, whether it matters or not. Well, the both. I think a lot of left wing people. do Well, when I say that, as well. I, well, let me take that back. People. Well, what I would classify now as people that are still right wing. They're still th- mm-hmm. that mindset, even though back then there was Democrats and you know Republicans. Whatever we well, the call ironic the psychosis thing is of that- the culture. That in itself is a generalization. So you're kind of in a, you're in an infinite loop. Okay. QAnon whores. Mm-hmm. Debbie does a lot of projection. A lot and of Dallas. projection. Well, I can't stand the guys. <laughs> Many people know this. <laughs> I noticed on Deborah's like web uh, YouTube now it says Christian. What it says Christian video blogger or something. No, no, I was now? reacting to that, but Christian I never corrected you. Are... So I reacted to a oh. crazy Christian um, comedian, and then you thought for some oh. reason I was stating. Oh, I, I thought you were talking about yourself. No, yeah. that's why I never corrected oh, you. Oh, I thought you had relabeled your <laughs> moniker or whatever. Because you know how like you have this thing on your Instagram. It's like Deborah comedy, crazy comedy lady. I thought you changed it to Christian comedy, and oh. I was like, "You're gonna get all these crazy Christians thinking you're serious." Debbie's <laughs> moniker, whenever she talks to people on Twitch, because they're all kids, six years mm-hmm. old, seven years old, oh. and what Fortnite. do you call what what do you call yourself on Fortnite when you introduce yourselves to them? Granny gamer is that? What yeah, she is? goes, "Yeah, honey, I'm a granny gamer." <laughs> yeah, granny gamer. Okay. While we're on this subject, I want to mention a couple self-promotion things. You can cut this out if you want. I don't care. But well, I know we do our big prom- promotion stuff. We're to subscribe and like at the end. But I've also learned that people usually don't listen to the end of most podcasts. Like, oh, that's just true. Unfortunate reality. So I just want to mention, please give us really five stars on iTunes. It would be great. Ooh, we okay. want five stars. Back it to helps the show. Us. Would Martin like to fill Q's gap? I already know how this is going to go. This is this week's yes, yes, of course. No, no. By yes, I mean no storyline. She's going to promise the position to Martin, then get pressured to select the older queen, then stab Martin in the back. Oh, and by the way, Martin's my bang this episode. Not much to choose from, really. Martin's fate for me is definitely sealed when he shows his wife their new living quarters. I'm like, oh, honey, don't don't count your chickens because this queen Mm -hmm. is just... I think she gets off on saying, yes, 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 of course. No, I'm so supportive. But there will be no other choice. The case is closed. Only to come back two days later and be like, oh, dear. Yeah, for mind. Never mind, can't do it. Roger and Courtney talk on the phone. Give Lithgow the Razzie for overacting. <laughs> There's not an ounce of subtlety in his Winston. I love how it cuts to the operators listening in and fapping to their call. And, and that, yeah. there's that such was a weird, strange. It, well, the whole exchange between those weird. two, his second in command, was very odd to me. Like, 
tell me you need me. It reminded Can me of that story of where do you want it? Where do you want it? I want it on my face. I need you. And then Courtney loves it, like, I know, bitch. I need I need you to explain it to me. I don't understand that interaction at all. It, it reminded me like of there were gay the overtones. Money. But it, it seemed it seemed like there were gay overtones, but I can't imagine what those characters. No, it was, they were so they were get getting it. off on who's the sickest because they're both in bed, you know, barely surviving. And I don't know. I need you. I need you. I, it was strange. Like a fetish? Is this like a, 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 a some sort of fetish? But, and then I, what I thought is there some type of like. I don't know. Like, is there some type of agreement for these telephone operators that they signed? Because it's such a secret that that Churchill's dying, you know, yet 50 people are on the phone lines listening and nobody's going to tell him. He's not dying, though. He's he's had multiple strokes. He's not well. Yeah, right. He's He's, He's projected to the papers that he's just wonderful. Well, I guess I don't know. I kind of wonder that, too, like. Don't they tell people? But I guess this is really, really before the paparazzi became huge. Because if that, if they listened in like that today, then fifty people on a phone call, it would have been out before they finished. It would have been a Heather Feather sex line situation. I don't get it though. I don't get why that was even in there. Like, why does that even matter? That well, whole because uh, here's my interpretation of it. Okay, it, it serves a couple of different purposes. Number one. It shows how dire the situation was that both number one and number two in terms of running the country, it's like the president and the vice president are both out of commission. And in that case, it really forces the queen to step up and take on more of a leadership role. And then the other thing that I got from it is that this guy has been so loyal to Winston Churchill, who is not very demonstrable in the ways that he shows appreciation or, hey, you do a lot of shit for me. It's kind of like, think about Miranda Priestly and the secretaries that she has working for her. Miranda Priestly relies on them so much in the Devil Wears Prada, but right. it is never going to break down and be like, oh my gosh, I need you, right? Yeah. And, and so okay. this was that guy's one opportunity to be like, admit how much I do, admit oh, how much you need me. Yeah. And then the minute he says it, he's like, tough titty, said the kitty when the milk was good. I'm too And then sick. to emphasize that, he has all the operators listening because if that makes it more all the more humiliating for Winston to have to admit it, yeah. knowing there's people. I guess that's fine considering that the scripts often have gaps. Of Did, didn't you find, anything. I think it was such um, a comparison to U.S. politics versus England. In the beginning of the show, it shows like how they have basically the state and then they have, you might say the church. They say the monarchy, but it's the church because he's telling her, right, that it's God's anointed and all that stuff. And then you've yeah. got America that has broke free and is just you know, it's just the state. And so yeah. when you when you go from seeing the, you know, the two offices and then they get over there to Eisenhower and it's just such a drastic difference. So the piercing ring throughout that episode to represent illness annoyed the F out of whenever oh, yes. somebody was me sick. Me too. Yeah. Me it, too. It, it reminded me a little bit of in oh. M. Night Shyamalan's The Sixth Sense. He uses the color yeah. red whenever a spirit's yeah. about to come on screen. And so they decided to use that. A, a very similar type of ringing to if you're watching a war movie like Saving Private Ryan, whenever yeah. a bomb explodes Fucking and their ears it. are ringing, ringing. Well, let me tell you something personal about this because it was especially awful for me because I have, I'll just tell you, 
I ha- I would never normally share this if it hasn't come up. I have a feeling that de- it really needs to be carved out. I've been putting it off because Ugh. of this COVID shit. I don't want to go to the dentist till I get vaccinated. And this fucking filling, it's way up there. Like it's it's rammed in there. You can see it on an x-ray. It's all fucked up. I may need, I, I definitely will need a root canal. I may even need the whole fucking tooth replaced. But when I, it, it causes my ears to ring. It's like a fucking radio head. If I put my tongue on it now, I hear that same fucking sound. Oh. It's fucking awful. It doesn't cause pain, but it causes that ringing. So when I, when that shit was going on, I thought I was going to lose my fucking mind. Plus I got this new Deborah surround sound and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I mean, yeah, it's, it's that was just piercing. such an awful. It was an awful effect, and it was unnecessary. And well, no, 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 those people. it was necessary because it it caused you pain. It it caused discomfort, and that's what this what it was signifying. Like when he was having the heart attack, then we've got the piercing. Yeah, but sound. I don't need to be physically harmed when I watch a show. Well, then don't watch a five D movie, honey. <laughs> because that's what, what I mean. You're complaining about going to a five D show, and that's what it is. You're the one that did it. Oh, well, I apologize. I take it back. So at this point, they're over there. They have, Eisenhower's now planning to come to meet the Queen, right? At, at this part, have we have okay? I thought President mm-hmm. Eisenhower would be shook how nice the palace is versus the White House, especially like the china and the servants and everything. Because I don't know about you girls, but I've always heard like this urban legend that the china at the White House was a dump, like. From you know, just until Nancy Reagan got in the house. Have y'all ever heard that? That, no, that no, I've read books about. I'm really interested in the White House. I've read yeah. books about it. They each get their own. Set yeah, so that's what I. That's what I thought was so funny. I was ty- I was typing yeah. this up, and then I said, well, "Let me research it." And they each yeah. get to pick, except yeah. Melania. She didn't get to do this. Apparently, they wanted to save America's money. But um, I looked up the the China for Eisenhower, and I'll text it to you girls. But it was it's really nice. It is yeah. really, really nice. I mean, you can I hold was, it. Amy Eisenhower I, was very uh, particular about, you know, keeping the White House nice and everything. And then, but the real one that, that did so much for the White House was Jackie Kennedy. Nobody did more than she did. Well, she's so stylish. She brought, I was, she brought art in. She got people to donate art from art from museums all over the, all over the country. Really? Basically, I, to save save money because they wanted her. They told her she has that their family's so rich they have to. You know, they only get a, bu- a certain amount of money to spend, like maybe one hundred fifty thousand dollars to decorate the White House, and that's it. And otherwise, they have to spend out of pocket. And they're like, "Oh, you're rich. You're a Kennedy." So she was like, "No." So she got all these museums to donate this valuable shit, and they have. It's like a museum. They have huge warehouses with shit that that goes on rotation. I was very taken by the splendor of Buckingham Palace once again. Something that really caught my eye was how high the ceilings are. The mm-hmm. the rooms are two stories high, easily. And that, again, I'm very interested in figuring out where exactly they film and how true to life uh, the set is a match for Buckingham Palace. But moving on, Q meets with a tutor. She's Jerry Blank, a 46-year-old high school freshman. <laughs> She's back in school and learning all sorts of things about her body. I'm back in high school, living at home, and discovering all sorts of things about my body. Jerry Blank can't read. You're probably so illiterate, you can't even hear me, you know, reading illiterate. Give me a V, I, C, T, O, R, Y. V, I, C, T, O, R, Y. What's it spell? Win! Jerry, uh, what does V, I, C, T, O, R, Y spell? Fandango. 
Hobo cat. Hobo, hobo cat. I love when she's reading the book about Eisenhower. She's not even reading anything. She's just looking at the pictures. Cute. They can call it Strangers with Tea. Strangers with Tea. Q takes Cookie to task for her lack of education. Cookie deflects with a what aboutism. What about mm. your uh, horrible mothering, Q? I agree. You know what? I, I side with Cookie on this. And then they showed Queenie looking out and she didn't even get it. She watches her kids playing with their nannies. And she's like, oh, look at my kids playing with other people's parents. And I've read gossip about how like the kids have bitched about the fact that they weren't really raised by their mother at all. Use kids, real life, you know. So I think, I think mother, a cookie, whatever called big nose, whatever her name is, she had a point. She's like, you know, look at look at how you're raising your kids, and then and then come talk to me. Yeah, but she learned how to raise her kids from her own mother, so <laughs> the fault still lies with her. Why it's still alive and has a full head of hair? Jerry, that's not the point. Is this because I circumcised it? But then you blame it on. The oh, it does not. You can't blame your mother for fucking everything. Yes, you, you can. You look at what Joan did to that do- that child. You can blame Joan, you. Joan Crawford. Joan? Oh, for fuck's sake. I'm just saying. <laughs> he was a good mother. Yeah, she sure was the, with a buckle. The issues teeth. are, I, I, I believe that you and Cookie are comparing apples and oranges because Q's point is that she doesn't have an education that makes her conversant in world issues and politics. And that is important for somebody who is the leader of a country or the monarch. Mm -hmm. And Q's mother, Cookie, comes back with, well, you can spend more time with your children. Well, that might be true, but that's not really what the point is. The point is about education. Right. Well, that's true. But they never thought Mm -hmm. she was going to become the queen, right? No, I think by then they did. They did, I mean, she, yeah. Because no, remember, thought. she was she was a little girl when her uncle abdicated. Well, then yeah. it just comes down to that's just not the... It's just a front, I guess, basically, is what they're sending the message to, right? Like, why wouldn't they make her study this stuff? It's just... You're just the face, honey. Sit down. You ain't no Nancy right. Pelosi. That's a really good point, because that's something that gets reiterated to her, that just be quiet. Don't say anything. Don't take a stance. She's repeatedly told to shut her mouth. And that's really consistent with the way that women are treated. I know that Madge loves Lena Dunham. And an interesting Uh, observation that Lena Dunham, who did the television show Girls on HBO. And the Pebbles. She (laughs) put Pebbles in her sister's vagina and then sexually assaulted Brad Pitt, allegedly. What? One of the interesting things that she says is that when people say TMI more often than not, it's to a woman because when men share information, it's treated as brave and wow, that's so great. And they're patted on the back. But when women want to talk about any personal aspect yeah. of their life, then it's like, Oh, you know, like I'm not comfortable with this. I get that. Cause when I think for myself, I think I do feel more uncomfortable when a woman shares gross shit than a man, but I have no idea why. Opposite. Well, we're all cult- we're, we're culturally programmed that way. Roger Ailes has had a stroke, but call it a cold, call it a flu. Then <laughs> it reminds me of Roy Cohen in the 1980s telling people that he had liver cancer oh. instead of AIDS. Yeah, who's Roy Cohen? Roy Cohen from um, he he was a hardcore right wing 
uh, There's lawyer. a wonderful document- documentary about hey, hold him. Hold on. You've seen Angels in America, yes? Mm-hmm. Okay, Roy mm-hmm. Cohen was the quote-unquote straight guy who was gay having secret sex with men who was like, I don't have AIDS. AIDS is what queers have. I have liver okay. cancer. And he was actually very good friends with Donald Trump. He was one of Donald Trump's mentors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, I remember seeing Angels in America in the theater with my mother. It was so uncomfortable. In the Did theater? Say, because, of, because of the sex scenes. Yeah, in the theater. Broadway, it, honey. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, see, this shows my classism yet again. Don't I'm, tell me you thought it was a movie first. No, 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 no. When you said at the theater, the reason I say this is because it's Angels in America that I know was a miniseries. Let me just bow my head down. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was afraid yeah. you were going to think. <laughs> Just as bad. You know, but the, mini, she, the, the miniseries was really fantastic. It yeah. had great actors, and Al Pacino as Roy Cohen was excellent. Okay, so when you were talking about the piercing, I thought you meant, like, little piercings, like you put on your nipples. But anyway, which is why my mind went to Tommy. And Tommy, this is what I I didn't understand. Remember when he notices the tree being trimmed outside his yard? Yes. And he's, But in, he was interrupted from what he was doing, which was... Some sort of collection of little fishing hooks or something. Yeah, you know it's just like was? hunting and gaming stuff, and that's what guys do. Hobby. Straight guys. That's a hobby. <laughs> yeah, that you've never seen understand. like in a lot of like um, movies He's from, gay. from the nineties. You'll see guys that do the fly fishing, and they'll be arranging when they caught this fish with this fly fishing thing, and they'll but put it like a, in a little box. He's a huge queen. What is he going to fish for? The honey, those are Pantyhose? his earrings that he's going to wear on RuPaul's okay. Drag Race when one of the queens is right. eliminated. So t- See, that's what I thought. To, to me, they look like more like earrings. So when you said piercing, I thought, oh, piercings. You're talking about those piercings, not the piercing ring, which remind me of my bad tooth. Tommy wants Q to invite Eisenhower to Buckingham Palace. Q tapping that letter opener is yes. triggering my mesothelioma. Yes. Oh, it me was too. Me crazy. Oh, I, I, oh, I, 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 I noted that as well. You can feel her stress. <laughs> oh, let's see if I can, yeah. if I have one of these pens tank, like tank, this. Tank. When people go, what the oh, yes. I love what the fuck was? Oh, I, was I had a I had a web uh, a conference a Zoom call with a, my boss today. He was eating an apple. Oh, he was eating a fucking apple on a Zoom call. <laughs> listen, Matt, you do I've not listened do to that. you on your podcast. Eat more than a few oh, Chinese she, food meals. She can. She's the only one. You remember back in those days, early yeast? Well, <laughs> what about with me Cheryl? on it. I would starve uh, myself, rush home to make the show. I have to eat something before I passed out. Are you eating? I'd be muting. She would know. <laughs> Are you eating? You're fucking uh, eating, Deborah. Next thing uh, I know, she's got her one of those ice creams with chocolate cones in the center to stuff in her face. This is an old versus new thing where old people think that they can do things, but the younger people can't. So old queen uh, approaches Tommy about Martin replacing him. And so we move into act two of, yes, yes, of course. No, no. Why? Yes, I meant no. <laughs> I just, I'm sorry to go back, but about the eating, why do people call you when they're eating? That's what bothers me. Like, I understand if you call me and I'm eating, oh, I'm eating, yum, 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 yeah. yum, yummy. But when somebody calls me and they're eating, I'm like, you called me while you're fucking eating? Dopamine release, because you're at that height of that high of those dopamines f- flowing, and then you want to gossip when you eat, too, because it's like ecstasy. That same way, like a lot of people, like that one guy was on the Zoom call ecstasy. that was masturbating, tubing, you know? He was oh, yeah. he was just at a height of like all this stuff, two Zoom calls, two different computers. He's like, why don't I whack one off on the third monitor? It's just, you know, they want the <laughs> ultimate release. 
Some okay. uh, some people get off on some people get off on watching people eat. Other people oh, get off God, on yeah. knowing they have an audience like this woman Shanae Wynese Cross that we watch on <laughs> Facebook Live. <laughs> Every time she eats. She gets on her live and she is the most disgusting eater. She smacks, she eats with her mouth open. She, Her mother wasn't around. Her mother was a crackhead. And I, I'm not saying that as a pejorative. <laughs> That's honest. It's part of oh, her no. story. Crackheads are great. It's a great thing. And her mother's a nice person. It's not a pejorative. Her mother's a homophobe and a complete train Oh, is wreck. she now? Tra- oh, yes, well, yes. Last season, she was a good person. Oh, she's Last season? Yeah, yeah because what, are there seasons? Way we, <laughs> That's seasons the way of we May? think about. Is this rent? Seasons of May. <laughs> so we cut to a montage of typing, vacuuming, dusting, and cleaning champagne flutes. Pull the rope. Yes, yank it, honey. Clip that rose. Yeah, you like that rosebud? This is your obligatory montage of servants doing stuff. Yes. Jelly donut. You like that? Tommy versus Martin. We know Tommy's about to lay the shade with this young queen, honey. Laid it down. He laid it down. He didn't even say that much. And the guy. No, like, it was all in the way he, he presented his case. I guess it was pretty much over. Yeah. Yeah. It was sealed. It was done. It made sense to me. What? I mean, his, Tommy's case made sense. Like, I get why she chose the old Baldy instead of Did Martin. she? Well, we don't know. Well, we'll get to that. Stick a pin in that. Stick a pin in that. No, we do know. They showed. No, 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 Madge. You may be ahead of yourself, but we're not there yet. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm I'm on the same episode. They show him Baldy sitting there with his briefcase waiting. And then no. And then he's he's excused. Hold on. Let's stick a pin in this because we'll, we'll come to it at the end of the episode. Okay. I won't remember, but go ahead. Royalty is just nepotism on steroids. You True. get the job because your family. You don't yeah. even need to get educated. You learn on the job. Don't overthink it. In fact, don't think. In fact, don't speak at all. Don't speak. <laughs> don't speak. And no, just lay It's a facade. The state surrounds you with people that you'll need. Let them control you. It's a what? It's a facade. Okay. I thought yeah. you said facade with a V. <laughs> it's a vishad. <laughs> Michelle Visage. Roger and his wife, George Washington Light, argue about <laughs> Roger's ailing health. We have the return of the ringing noise. Roger's back on the floor. The queen Wait, I had a I had a funny name for I ca- I said in my notes, I said Melonberry reads letter from Q to Winston. Zach Melonberry. Yeah, the wife. I, I I changed her name to Melonberry, but what, that's fine. What is Melonberry a reference to? Her name, isn't it? Clanlope, Clementine. It's oh, just, yeah, Clementine. It's some sort of fruit. I don't know. I just call her Steamy in my notes. Steamy. Because they never call, knew that time she was steaming. Can we call her Clementine? <laughs> you can call her whatever you want. How I about, like George Washington Light now that she's dead. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Wait, I, who's dead? George what? Washington is dead. Yeah, oh, George. I thought Melonberry was dead. No, okay. not yet. <laughs> Soon. Talk about bad wigs. What the fuck's on her head? I don't know what. I don't know. Is, See, is it the this, same wig? I don't wig? know if this is a. If, are they. They're probably just the pulling same. things from 1957, well, and that's just how it was. Wait. No, no, no. They were. Ne- the. Queen Mary and Melonberry were never in the same scene together, so they probably just used the same wig to save money. Oh, they, they probably. And just turn it. Turn it behind. Mm-hmm. Just flip yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Turn it inside out. So she can go where? Go <laughs> 
Martin tells Q that he has to decline the offer to be Q's private secretary. Here I learned that the guy that I've been calling Lascelles, a.k.a. Tommy, his name is pronounced Lascelles. Q's reaction indicates that she's finally going to get a backbone and tell her secretary that she's boss. I love that. She's going to tell you're my secretary and I'm going to let you know that I'm the boss here. I'm the boss. Will she shift the narrative from yes, yes, of course, no, no, by yes, I meant no, to yes, yes, oh my God, yes, yes. Well, you know, it's interesting because we talked a lot last week about um, the crown as a sort of institution as opposed to where it's not really just the queen. It's the crown. It's, yeah. it's a group of people. Yeah. It's it's it's, it's not a even corporation. A group of people. It's it's yeah, it's it's a an collective, entity. an entity, a collective. The Borg. And so Perf- they, there you go. Tommy talks about this a lot in this show too and he says you know basically he's saying the indivi- anything related to an individual is bad ego willfulness individual and the rot sets in he says it's the small in the small things that the rot starts and then goes back to uncle uncle yeah. mary or whatever Madge, her name was everything that yeah. you wrote down i had written down too i was so taken by this i thought it was so well written i love the it's in the small things that rot yeah. starts which is just another way of saying devils in the details interestingly the united states is known as a place of youth and rugged individualism and tommy's mm-hmm. making a case for le- collectivity and tradition so again we have young versus old which is also represented through the united states versus england yeah which is why i agree which is what sort of convinced me as a viewer to agree with her decision even though you didn't say that we'll talk about it later to choose to go with tradition as opposed to you know american style well it's a it's a balancing act one of the conversations that we've been having on the show is that uh, over the course of several episodes is that conservatives look at things as all or nothing it's a zero-sum game and that's not the way the world works you can keep tradition intact and and still hire the person you want to hire as your personal secretary yeah it's not all or nothing it's not very it's not cabin in the woods it's not preset you know but but he's saying though that that's we believe that yeah but he's saying that Tommy's saying it is all or nothing right this conversation that Debbie and I had in alt space with this Swedish guy he was talking about how where he's from everything is more collective so when yeah. you have scientists and political figures coming out and saying hey everybody needs to wear a mask and socially distance there's not this whole what well, what about my rights and this is my liberty right. and and right. in the united states we are so individualist right. that the idea that the government would tell us to do anything we're automatically in a defensive posture yeah. Where their yeah. society, they just accept it. And they're like, well, well yeah, we is, don't have to have these strict lockdowns, even though like stuff did go kind of crazy there. So, they, so this, they is wear kind of in, this is kind of interesting to me because I see an intersection between conservatism and, you know, being basically far left because collectivism is, that's communism, basically. You know, yeah. that's what Ayn Rand writes against, you know, the idea of individuality versus collectivism. So Tommy is making this case for, in a way, collectivism, but he's also coming from a very conservative place. Yeah, that's, that's why I say it's, yeah. in, it's in between. It's totally in between those two different What are you structures. doing, Reagan? I'm Did scratching you my t- back with my back um, scratcher. But- oh, you have a back scratcher. 
<laughs> it's her That's stroke nice. pen. That's nice. She had a stroke. Um, That's nice. I just want to give some points to Philip Dean Torrance. I think that's his last name, Torrance. He's the actor that portrays Tommy. His portrayal of this character is amazing. And if you notice how when he talks to the queen, he does something. I don't know if you girls do this, but we have like ways to hide our stress when we're in a really high stress situation. And he'll put his left arm behind his back and he'll clench his fist. And you can see him like contorting his fingers Mm -hmm. during the stressful uh, discussions. And if you notice like celebrities do interviews, if you watch their hands, they're sort of letting out the stress if they're really high stressed individuals. Oh, the worst one is RuPaul and she does a terrible job but every time she does her little John Benet Ramsey on the runway thing every fucking episode <laughs> she can't let go of her yeah. fucking fingers she's like <laughs> yeah. it's like I can just I, I feel like her fingers are raw it just drives me crazy like why can't you stop doing that Britney Spears is another one so she hates she you know doing? any type of public interview she's very you know stressed out watch her hands so I thought his portrayal like just he just a wonderful actor to actress. Debbie's point, we have so many understated actors here, including mm-hmm. Claire Foy and the guy who plays Tommy, that it makes John Lithgow even more pronounced with oh, his God, overacting. Yeah. yeah, but he got the Emmy. I, his I, is more of a stage presence, though, don't you think? It's a yeah, different style it, of acting. It, it works just, on stage. It doesn't work for me it, here. I just it took him five it. minutes to walk from the couch out of the room. Well, <laughs> it works for me in the in the fact that it's very campy. Yeah, but so, it, yeah. you can't have one person be camp and everybody else is super <laughs> understated. But I, but I will give it to him. If you look at like old footage of Churchill, it's very of the top. Like you're like, okay, Sto- Scooby-Doo is going to come rip, you know, the costume off. It is an eight-year-old boy. So yeah, maybe he really was like that. I've never seen actual he, footage. Yeah, of look him. at the footage I, I of how he life. walks. It's like the penguin from Batman. It's like, honey, are you about to do a showgirls number? I mean, mm. stop it. I have to give it to the director because the director really squeezes every ounce of drama possible from Q deciding who will replace Tommy. Q's old secretary spills the beans about Roger Ailes and her strokes. She stumbles (laughs) upon the news. Q's tutor tells her to trust her instincts and intelligence. She needs to have a Tyra Banks moment for Roger, or with Roger, where she says, I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. Give her a dressing down. I have never in my life yelled at a girl like this. When my mother yells at this, it's because she loves me. I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How dare you learn something from this? You, have you been watching the new Drag Race, Reagan? I have not, no. I'm Because I'm they quoted that out. exact, there were, they did one of those Rue whatever things, those Rue The drama skits, things, yeah. And they, they made... One of the skits, they actually quoted that exact line from Tyra Banks. I was rooting for episode. you. We were all rooting yeah, for the girl, you. The girl who got, who's from Chicago, I forget her name, but because she got, she's the one that lost it. That's always talking about the Asians getting kicked off first. So, of course, they kicked the Asian off first. And she, she lost because she said, I was rooting for you. But Tyra said, I was rooting for you. I was rooting for you. Oh, so she geez. basically lost the whole competition Wait. because she misquoted that. Uh, Excuse me, the quote Madge. again. I was rooting for you. Madge. It's, I was rooting for you. I was rooting for you. But, but the, she the, the emphasized girl said, I was rooting for you. Instead yeah. of rooting. I was rooting for you. But Madge, um, if we've learned one thing this episode, it's in the small things that the rock rock. starts. Learn something from this. Roger comes to Buckingham Palace with his top hat and his cane looking like the planter's peanut spokesnut. (laughs) (laughs) Q 
Q says, you have prevented me from doing my duty, which every time she says duty, I think, oh, constipation. What I love most about these dressing downs is that, you know, this had to be hard as F for her to do. She's finally getting to put these men in their place. She's having her Michelle, Michelle Visage moment. Well, I love what the tutor said that, you know, that it's what British white upper class want, want, they want most men. in life. They yes. want a dressing down from their mother, yeah. you know, or their, their, what did he say? Their nanny or yeah, something. Yeah, their nanny. But yeah, he I was drunk. So He, he was a hard <laughs> smash for me. Uh, hold on. Mash. But then I was like, okay, I like him. His personality has won me over. He's empowering her. Lithgow overplays this moment so much. The sad look and bowed head are just too he much. Crying. Acting 101, when you're trying to play drunk, do the opposite. Try to play sober. So really? if you're, if yeah, if, if you are brought into a room and you know you've done something wrong, you're going to try to act more confident about it. Mm-hmm. And as you're getting dressed down, you may kind of be like, you know, you, you want to, in, in other words, your ego is going to push you in the direction of trying to save face in that moment. Uh, an American mm-hmm. ego, maybe. But oh. if we go back, see, that's the difference because like uh, Madge brought up, maybe over there, no. Maybe that's the time maybe men can show weakness is when they're getting dressed down too. Maybe it's all done. You know, I don't know. We'll have to invite a British person on, maybe. Well, and maybe our fans will comment. Th- this is this is an interesting point being made about the role of women in British society, especially at that time. Because if women have been told, "Be quiet, never, never say anything," that means that when they finally do speak up, the men in their lives must Listen. know. Yeah, like right. oh, oh shit. It, it kind of reminds me of. There is a phenomenon where doctors treat men more seriously because it oh, yeah. takes men a lot mu- a lot more to go to the doctor than a woman. So they figure that if a man is at the doctor's office, it's meaningful. You know, um, maybe she should have just pulled out a pad and says, Churchill, bend over, and just gave him a few. Oh, he would have loved that. Oh, and yeah, he would have pissed his pants, it. too. Uh, question. Yes. Did lo- this Lord Salisbury with the lisp did he invent the steak? <laughs> Did he I what? knew you were going to say that. Yeah, no shit. You said it at the same fucking time. Thanks for r- biting my line. Did he invent the steak? Is that uh, steak? You know, she, she was born wealthy, honey. She don't even know what we're talking about. Roger. You know what a Salisbury it, steak is? Bragan. What, I, I, of course I know. I, I grew up in Texas. We had Salisbury steak day in the lunch line, honey. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, mm-hmm. see... Us girls, me and Madge, we got it out of the box and popped it in the microwave. Oh, of the course. Big fi- the yeah. five pack. I just, I never, I ate pack, chicken mesquite for Oh, my, that's that, right. I forgot mm-hmm. you did love that. That's true. Roger Ailes is in his Tucker Carlson bow tie. Girl, Roger lets Q know in a, I, I like this moment uh, when he let her know that she's grown into her position. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that was nice. But I didn't understand that whole, and I watched it a couple of times, I didn't get it. Like, he's saying, like, he's basically saying, I agree with you, you're right, I see that you are ready for the, to, you don't need me anymore, but I'm going to stay in this yeah, position. Yeah, it was an odd, it was oddly yeah. worded, I don't get it. that monologue. I don't get it. I, his point, the way that I interpreted it, I didn't yeah. think it was the strongest writing, but 
Yeah. His point was to say that, you know what, before I felt duty to stay in this position of leadership because you were not ready to be the monarch. However, now I can tell you are ready and I'm asking you to allow me to continue my leadership position. Yeah, you know, I thought that was a cop out yeah. because he's blowing smoke he just, up It was an excuse. You know what? It was an excuse. Like, yeah. no, you don't get a pass because you're here to, for me. You know, you're you were here for the country. Exactly. Well, it, not, it, not it, to it, there's me. big time parallels between then and now, as we we mention a lot on this podcast, mm -hmm. because one of the big conversations that we've been having during this election year is the question about having a leader of sound body and mind. And I'll tell you something, when I, my father died of Alzheimer's disease, both of my maternal grandparents were senile or, you know, had Alzheimer's. And I expressed my reservations when it looked like Biden was going to clinch the nomination. And I said, I, I don't, it, to me, I see signs of cognitive decline. I'm not an expert in this. I've written peer-reviewed research about yeah. the communication habits of people with Alzheimer's, but I'm not. So you are an expert, but you're not. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I had a bunch of people tell me that I was ableist and tried to shut down shut me down. And on one side, in fairness, I do want to say, yeah, I get it. I get how that could be interpreted as ableist, especially because he's had a stutter and he's had speech problems in the past. But then on the other side, I want to say, hey, this guy wants to be leader of the free world. We can't shut down a conversation about his ability to lead right. just because we fear that it could be ableist. Oh. I felt more that way before. I don't feel as much now that Same I've seen here. him. Me too. In totally. Action, he doesn't seem, I do think it was more. I think it was um, nerves in the stutter because yeah. I've been watching him for the past couple, he does these 30 minute press yeah. conferences almost every day. Yeah. And it's like, wow, where were you? Like, you know, honey, by the way, this is kind of interesting, but like I was talking with my mother and you know, my, her grandmother was, um, I guess senile or whatever you call it. But she said they didn't call it senile then. They didn't know it was Alzheimer's. You know what they used to call it back then? What? We're talking like in maybe 40s. Hardening of the arteries. Huh. What? Yeah. Yeah, That's so you're, you're, yeah. I mean, there was, a, there was a lot of, especially among women, the idea that if you don't get enough blood flow to your brain, then you can't think properly, which is one mm. of the justifications that was used from keeping women from voting because they menstruated mm. and they the, the pseudoscience of the time suggested that women couldn't make rational decisions because they menstruated. Oh, and these bitches are back there doing bloodletting. Oh, they could get saved <laughs> with leeches. Now, Deborah does apply <laughs> leeches to her bathing suit area in order to get off. So, And the people that don't contribute to her podcast. Just when we thought we'd have a horsey-free episode, I was oh. so delighted that we weren't going to have to see him. We get our dose of horsey with a statement brooch and culottes. <laughs> that brooch, that those pins couldn't that have been any larger. But uh, was she? He asking her to give her a blowjob? Yeah, yeah. I'm glad we didn't see it. Oh, he asked her for a blowjob. I said, no, that "Hey, bothered Lord." Me. 
See, like, I give a fuck about the queen and her dignity, but I, I'm weird about... I get. It's disrespectful in some aspects. It, it is disrespectful. Well, it's Oof. disrespectful, but it's also humanizing, right? And I, that's yeah. an important element to bring to this show, that these people are human. I, I like how they portray her as like so cock-hungry that she it clearly wants that cock whenever she can get it. But for him, and he again, this a is Monica. a... This is a masculinity thing what? where he says he can tell something about her's changed, right? That that she has f- fiery. Right. Yeah, that uh, she's, she's gotten she's, taller. She, yeah, yeah, she's gotten taller. Her stature is higher. Oh. And so immediately his response to that is, why don't you get down on your knees and suck it? It's, it, it's so not demeaning. Gonna, he might as well have said it's not going to suck itself. <laughs> right. Someone on Facebook yeah. messaged me and said, "Has he had plastic surgery? Like those cheeks are very like RuPaulish, and I don't know. I need to look this up. Has he always? I don't know. It's like he just, doesn't look. He doesn't look like plastic surgery to me. Yeah, I'll those tell you cheeks. Who, this is a bit of a divergence, but since we're on a related topic, I watched the Night Stalker." docu-series on Netflix about Richard Rodriguez, the Night Stalker, who was a mass murderer in Los Angeles in the 1980s and also a child rapist. Thanks for (laughs) spoiling. I only got to see episode two. It was too much. I couldn't handle it. Oh, you have to continue. It's so (gasps) good. But he, when you see him in court, he has amazing bone structure. And I just hated myself for thinking you, you could have been a model you could have been a model because of all of his horrific crimes. They said but, the teeth stunk so bad. That's how they knew it was him. Everybody well, said he'd it was have a foul to, he would have to keep his look. British people model all the time. So, <laughs> Kate Moss, Who's just keep your mouth stunk? closed, honey. <laughs> Getting back on topic. So, uh, Queen Q is leaving to meet with her private secretary now that she's just feasted on Roger's nuts. We know that she's going to do the right thing for her and select Martin, right? But, of course, not until she blows horsey. She needs to get on her knees. But we don't, we do not know how this ends up. And this is where I disagree, because she says, I have my secretary, my new secretary is waiting for me. Interview. with me. Interview. She said she's waiting to meet with my new secretary. But how do you know that it's not Martin? Because they show him waiting in the very last scene. He's in the hallway and he picks up his briefcase and leaves, and, the bald guy. No, and the gentleman comes out and says, Sir, the Queen will interview you tomorrow. Meet with you. Oh, okay. If it was a done deal, say, why, why do you interview. need to meet? Oh, hold on. So that guy was sitting outside when... Waiting to meet with when her. When she That's was sucking off the no, Okay, so let me tell you my interpretation, the Reagan Fox interpretation of it. So that Trademark. that meeting was set up... Oh, no. Now that I'm thinking about it, I think you might be right. Because I, I was going to say that meeting was set Light up before down. she grew a pair and before she dressed down these two powerful no. men. Right. And so after that, she could have easily said, you know what? I'm going to I, I'm going to go with the decision that I feel comfortable with. However, I agree with you now, Madge, because she wouldn't have said she's going to meet with her new her new she said her she's meeting with her new secretary well okay. sperm they say like a lot of the straight guys tell the girls if they drink the sperm it gives them life force so maybe after she gets done chugging her milk she'll get a backbone and come out and say you know what get the <laughs> fuck out of my office get my other guy and you chop down that tree 
Get in the building. Okay. (laughs) Have a very good week, everybody. We will join you next week with, is it going to be episode eight that we're on? Yeah. Yes. Wow. We're almost done with the season. And don't forget to leave us a positive review. Would you like to add something to our big red box? Correspond with the Queens on Twitter at Pod Save Queens and Instagram at Pod Save the Queens Podcast. Be sure to leave a five-star review on iTunes and Spotify. God save the Queens.